Welcome to People Who Perform, the Real Estate Careers Podcast. Each episode will bring you conversations from business leaders and up-and-coming stars in the commercial real estate industry in Canada. Our guests will share their unique career journeys, passions, and advice on what it takes to be successful in this industry. This podcast is brought to you by Highview Partners, connecting people who perform in Canadian real estate. I'm your host, Nicola Denning-Miller, and today I'm pleased to connect you with Laura Pinto. Laura Pinto joined the industry right out of university and has been in commercial real estate for over seven years. She has held roles in property management and operations for both office and industrial assets. She has managed a 1 million square foot industrial park for 250 tenants, as well as a Yorkville office condo portfolio for 150 tenants. While growing in the industry, she found a passion for processes, efficiencies and training. She was able to turn this passion into several roles, helping the various companies she has worked for to enhance their current business processes, create new ones and then deliver training to property management staff. Laura is currently with Avis and Young as their Manager of Strategic Initiatives. Laura, a very warm welcome to you and thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. You're very welcome. I've been really looking forward to speaking with you today because I think a lot of our listeners are quite early on in their careers. So we wanted to invite guests like yourself, who we believe are up and coming stars in the industry, um, who are cultivating traits like passion and creativity and curiosity to help them reach their goals. So by giving a voice to people like yourself, I think it's really going to help motivate and inspire other people who are on a similar journey to yourself. So let's get into this then, Laura. How did you get your start in our industry? I think like most people that you probably talk to, I just kind of fell into the industry. I was graduating with an English degree from the University of British Columbia. I knew I had a love for real estate, but no idea where it would take me. I actually had a friend of mine who didn't want her summer filing clerk role back and asked me if I was interested. It happened to be with a commercial real estate firm. Seemed more interesting than my current job in a medical manufacturing company, so I said yes. From there, I was promoted to an EA for an executive team in property management, and the rest is history. Amazing. You know, so many people say the same thing, that they didn't plan on going into a career in real estate. They just sort of happened to fall into it. So I think it's um, it, it really makes me realize that we have to share this industry with people who are at school or, or who are at university and let them know just what a fantastic career path they can have within our industry rather than people just falling into it. For sure, because you are right. Most people, that's what they say. <laughs> So sort of going back to those early days, what piece of advice did you receive that you believe now created a lasting impact on your career path? The best advice I probably received in those early days was to get involved with as much as possible and try to learn from as much as possible. So this advice kind of enabled me to want to grow Um, In order to grow, there's so much that you need to learn. So this particular mentor of mine said the best way to learn is to get involved, meet as many people as possible, try to learn as much as you can from the people and situations you're in. Ever since getting this advice, I've really tried to do my best just to get involved in mentorship programs, industry associations, 
and just within the companies that I've worked for, getting involved in different areas rather than just my job. Well, I think that's absolutely fantastic advice. I mean, you talked about sort of learning and growth. How have you been investing in in yourself so far? So I'm more of a learn by experience person. Program schools can teach so much, but for me, my best learning comes from doing and experiencing. So I invest in continuing to learn and grow by taking the advice I just mentioned and getting involved and getting to know a wide range of people. There's so much learning that has happened for me by connecting with people, you know, getting involved with associations like BOMA, um, getting involved in my company. I've gone through mentorship uh, programs in old companies. I also kind of have those informal mentors um, that I constantly try to connect with and constantly just try to learn from. Are there any particular mentors who have helped you accelerate your skill set or encouraged you to aim higher? I'll kind of take that in two ways. Looking at the formal kind of mentorship, I did go through a mentorship program back in one of my other companies. And it was actually with one of our VPs of lease documentation, not an area I thought I was particularly interested in, but I learned the ins and outs of a lease and how to read it and what that meant in the property management world. So that was one of the best things I think I could have ever done. And then informally, I've had a lot of people, you know, there's probably about five that I can think of on the top of my head that really have pushed me and supported me to do better and mentored me along the way and more of an informal, you know, let's grab coffee, let's catch up on the phone. If we're working together, you know, let's set a meeting. So I think there's probably more than one, but there's been some really good experiences through mentors. That's wonderful. Now, in terms of technology, and I know that this is something that you're passionate about, how do you feel the advancements in technology have changed the way that you're going about your work today? So in my world of processes and trainings, technology is such a key factor. In order to serve clients better, investing in good software programs and the training to go along with them is so key. The software out there provides such integration to provide great service to your tenants and clients. You know, something as simple as a tenant putting in a request that automatically sends a notification to whoever needs to fulfill it. The property manager can then reach out to the tenant to start that dialogue on what's going on, what they need help with. If it's something that needs to be fixed and we need to charge the tenant, you know, it's already in the system. It's been tracked all the way along and then it can be build once again through a system at the completion of that work. So that's one small example. But without technology, it would be a lot of back and forth and the visibility into the work that really was done wouldn't be there. So this kind of technology really allows for staff to dedicate more time to customer service and running buildings rather than pushing paper, for lack of a better term. Um, But to the point that I talked about before about training, technology is only as good as those using it at least from my perspective. And I think that goes for That's a lot I of things. what I tell my team every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. So while technology plays a huge role in my world, so does training. Making sure the users of the software know how to use it and the processes are there to enhance their ability to really get the best out of the technology. So at this stage, what would you say has been the proudest moment of your career so far? So the proudest moment for me would have to be getting um, my position on the BOMA Toronto Board of Directors as a young professional member. That was from 2019 to 2020. It just finished and that was done for me at the age of 28. So that in itself is a pretty proud moment for me to be able to be part of something like that was such an honor. 
where I was not only given a voice at the table for an association that teaches and supports our industry so well, but I was also able to learn. Once again, going back to that learning thing, but that was huge for me and and I am very proud of that. How did you get that opportunity? Like what was the process to to be accepted into that program? So there is an application process um, and I would be lying if I said that I applied and I got it. Um, It took hard work. It took a few years. There's definitely a ton of fantastic candidates out there. Um, So I once again put my name in the hat, putting together, you know, a resume and a bit of a cover letter on what I wanted from the experience, what I was looking for and what I had to provide to the experience as well as an interview. So even that was kind of good. So the years before when I had applied, you get an interview with some key people in the industry and you get to sit in front of them and explain to them what you want out of this and ask them some of the questions that you may not always get the opportunity to ask. So it's an application and an interview and even just going through that process was huge, but actually getting onto the board was really a great moment for me. It just goes to show that if you can push yourself out of your comfort zone and overcome self-doubt and really just quiet that voice in your head that tells you that you can't do something, then anything is possible. How did it feel going through it? Because it was new. It was a new experience for you. Um, I mean, coming into it, I was obviously nervous. Um, you know, I you kind of have that moment of what do I really have to you know, what kind of input do I have to provide to them? Because you think of it and you look at it and you go, these are some really high people in the industry. Um, But honestly, from the day one, they were so interested in what myself as a young professional thought about all of the topics that we were discussing. So right away, you know, once I started up, it was fantastic. They were so encouraging and supportive. And I learned so much for them. I got to, you know, understand what the board is really there for, the governance that they have and understanding what their role is. And then also, you know, just being a part of things like board meetings, meeting with BOMA Canada, um, going to a board retreat, you know, getting to know a lot of these people was just fantastic. You highlighted before that you were very aware that you were competing against your industry pits, but the fact that they chose you for the opportunity must have really increased your confidence and hopefully helped you conclude that you do deserve a seat at the table and that there really is value in you being there. For sure. That, I mean, that definitely helps boost it. Like I said, you're always nervous. You're always going to, it's scary to go outside of your comfort zone, but definitely something that's worth it. And you know, when you do get that acceptance, it does feel really, really good. And it does help to kind of get you over that mindset of, you know, can I do this? Because obviously they saw something that they wanted seated at that table. So. And I hopefully you see that yourself. Would you like to join an industry association that develops, promotes and advances best management practices? The Building Owners and Managers Association, known across the industry as BOMA, provides members with access to exceptional education programs and events and valuable networking opportunities. The Toronto members include leading building owners, property and facility managers, developers, and industry suppliers. To learn more about the association and how you can become a member, visit bomatoronto.org. So of, of all the places that you've worked, what work environment would you say has elevated your performance the most? So I really 
thrive best when you have a supportive team. I think support is the big word for me. You know, I always think about this and obviously with support comes respect and, you know, drive and a, and one goal that everyone's working towards and kind of everyone working together. So support would probably be the word to describe it all. And I've worked for a company where it almost feels family-like, which is important considering you spend so much time at work. The sense of support really allowed me to feel included, comfortable asking questions, which is huge, and confident enough to get my work done. If I'm able to ask questions and get those answers, then once again, I feel confident to be able to move forward and do what I need to do. Um, one of the big things was having worked for executives who treated me like an equal. They had open door policies, genuinely wanted me to succeed and wanted to hear what my input was. And that was a huge factor in elevating my performance. I think if employers can create a positive and safe environment where people are comfortable to ask questions and share ideas and voice their concerns, then not only are they going to have employees who feel more empowered and valued, but it also stimulates things like problem solving and innovation, which really will help a company succeed. Oh, for sure. (laughs) So, Laura, what would you say your passion is and how did you go about discovering it? My passion is processes and efficiencies. I really do have a passion for finding a way to make people work more efficiently and thus make their lives easier. I discovered this not too long ago, um, but once again, by getting involved. I know I touched on this before, but if I didn't get involved in some of the software transformation projects that I had... I would never have discovered how much I really enjoyed this. I mean, I think from day one in my career, I always focused on efficiencies and processes a bit more informally, but going through companies who were making shifts, who were, um, you know, starting up as well, those types of things allowed me to put my hand up and get involved in software transformations. And what comes along with that a lot of the time is processes and a common goal to try to make everyone's life easier. And like I said, if I didn't get involved in that, I probably would have never discovered how much it truly means to me. I think that's wonderful advice for people listening. You have to put your hand up. You have to make yourself visible within an organization and sometimes get involved in things that aren't part of your daily job. They're not on your job description, but that's often where, you know, the the learning is and closing the gap between where you are now and, and your next role. For sure. And like I said, like I would have never discovered it or, or maybe it would have taken longer. I should have said, I shouldn't say I would have never discovered it, but it may have taken longer. Right. So it was nice to be able to put my hand up and be a part of that and actually find something I really, really enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. So away from your sort of direct line of work, what other areas of real estate sort of ignite your passion? So there's two things. Um, I have a love for decorating and selling homes. This is a bit outside of our industry, but definitely relatable. But I also have a true love for project management and construction. Um, When I was an assistant property manager, by far the best part of that role for me was the construction projects and being able to manage those projects. And I think once again, being someone who enjoys processes, um, you know, projects are somewhat methodical. And I think that's why I really enjoy that aspect of it as well. 
So what is it that you enjoy most about your job, the industry and and the people in it? That's a great question. So my job allows me to take my passion for making others' jobs and lives easier and creating efficiencies and put that into work, into my daily life. Having a job that incorporates my passion makes it so enjoyable. Um, It's really something that kind of pushes me forward and makes me want to keep going. And then the industry as a whole really excites me because of the people and their willingness to share. We have such organizations like BOMA, NAOP, T-Crew, you know, and so many more that really allow all of us to get together. It gives us a platform to learn, to network, everything like that. And the people are so willing to share ideas and work together that it really just makes the industry fantastic. And there's always something to get really excited about as well, whether it's an award ceremony to celebrate excellence or a new development or an interesting merger and acquisition. It's just a really cool industry to be part of. I love it. So when your motivation is running low, what do you do to give yourself a bit of a kick in the butt? Really, the big thing for me is taking some time for me. Um, a huge thing for me is if my motivation is running low, it's probably because I need a bit of relaxation. Um, you know, whether that is for me going up to my cottage, working out, or just taking some time to watch, you know, a television show, it's so important for me to take the downtime when it comes. And I tend to need a kick in the butt when I'm a, when I'm overworking myself a bit. So taking that time to recharge is really what ignites that fire again. And it also gives me an opportunity to focus on why I love what I do. And that also obviously helps to give me that kick in the butt to keep doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I mean, in, in terms of your role in the industry right now, what impact are you working towards creating at this time? So the impact I'd really like to see me have on the industry is ensuring companies take the time to focus on their training and processes tends to be an area that's not necessarily high priority. And in my opinion, that comes from the lack of tangible metrics. So it's very difficult to say that if you put in this training in this software, that you're going to get this much time, which equates to this much money. Um, you can eventually get to there. It just takes more time. It's a bit of like a long-term tangible metrics. So I think people have a difficult time seeing that return right away on these types of investments. But I would love to see that mindset change. I would love to see people realize that, you know, putting these software systems, the processes and the training in for their people at the end of the day is only going to make the company better as a whole. Okay, Laura, fantastic. So we're going to switch gears a little bit here, just so that we can get to know you on a personal level a little bit more. So who was your role model growing up? What what did they teach you that you're applying today? Um, As cheesy as it sounds, it's my mom. Um, she's, She's always pushed my brothers and I to work hard for what we wanted. She always made sure that we had the love and support, but also made sure we knew that a good work ethic um, is what is required and you can't just expect things in life. And I think that was huge. And then certainly for me being the only girl, she showed me what a strong female looks like. She's always worked hard, pushed herself to grow in her career. 
I mean, even, and I, I won't say what her age is, but even at the age that she is now, she's you constantly, no, she would not. <laughs> um, even now she's still working and she's always trying to learn. She wants to learn something new. If she can take more courses, she's in the healthcare field, so she can take more courses to learn something new and what's going on. And, um, I mean, I think that truly translate into, like I said, her showing me what it means to be a strong woman. And I really wish everyone had that strong female voice in their life. I think we would probably see a lot more quality in the workplace if everyone, not just, I mean, females for sure, if they were able to have that person to look up to, but even males, you know, I, I think they would realize how strong females can be and and how much, you know, fantastic input we all have at the end of the day. But she really gave me that for sure. Well, that's wonderful. She sounds like a great lady. When you said she's working in healthcare, is she is she working on the front line at the moment? Yes, yeah, she is a respiratory therapist, so she is right in there right now. Um, it she's good. She says it's it's busy. She is casual because she's semi retired, but she's been going in a bit more and helping out. So that's the other part. She's the type of person that something like this doesn't face her. You know, everyone's checking in on her, and to her, it's just another regular day at work. <laughs> well, please thank her. Very, very appreciative of all of our frontline workers right now. So how do you enjoy life out of work then, Laura? Life outside of work is, as I said before, so important for me to kind of refresh myself. Um, one of my favorite things to do is travel and that's whether it's near or far. I mean, I mentioned earlier my cottage and it's probably my favorite destination to escape to quickly. You know, when you just want that escape for the weekend or anything like that, there's so much to be said about being in nature and slowing down, especially when work gets so busy. Where, where is the cottage? The cottage is up in Muskoka. Oh, beautiful. Yes, it's lovely. But travel as a whole for me too is really, really what I enjoy. For somebody starting out in our industry, what pieces of advice do you feel are vital for them to know? Probably the same advice I received so long ago. Get involved and learn from all those involvements. Um, find yourself mentors, whether it's through a formal mentorship program or through your day-to-day -day work life. I mean, you don't even have to call the person a mentor, but if you get to know a lot more people, you kind of click with some people and you you find the people who really want to support you and help you along. And those people just naturally become your mentors and get involved in industry associations and not just, you know, being a member of them, actually making sure that you're attending the education and networking events, meeting new people once again, and any opportunity you have within your company to, you know, try something a little bit different I say go for it, even if it's something as simple as getting involved in, you know, your social committees at work or your culture committees at work. I think even, you know, that is huge. You may find something there that you really enjoy and you're going to learn a ton from people that you may not interact with on a daily basis. Absolutely. And, and for somebody who's working in real estate, who's thinking about a less traditional career trajectory like, like you're in now, what, what advice would you give them? So other than the advice to get involved, because that still pertains here, I would tell them to try something new. If an off opportunity comes up and they're interested in it, try it. I think people are nervous. Um, they aren't going to necessarily grow into a new role because, you know, it's not traditional. I mean, when I look at 
as an example, property management, people think property administrator, assistant property manager, property manager. So I think people get nervous to try to, you know, take a step that maybe may optically look like a sidestep for lack of a better term. Um, But my suggestion to them and my advice to them is take it. You are probably going to learn so much than you could have ever on the traditional path. And if it's something that you're passionate about and that opportunity arises, there's no reason why you shouldn't take it. And if the opportunity isn't there, but it's something you're passionate about and it makes sense for the business, you know, talk to your network and mentors to see if it's something that they could create an opportunity for. Absolutely. Like make a case for it. If you see um, ways to improve efficiencies and processes, it's about carving out a space for yourself. For sure. I think there's a lot of, I mean, there's roles that we haven't even thought of, um, you know, and I shouldn't call it roles necessarily, you know, it's truly that job description that maybe we haven't even thought of, but there's needs for it. There's always different things out there for you to get involved in. And and truly, if it's something that makes sense for the business, if you're with the right people or you have a good network and mentors, they're going to want to help you to push that forward and help you work on that case or push that case forward to hopefully get something that, yeah, might be less traditional, but something you really enjoy. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Laura. I think you've offered up some amazing advice and I wish you all the very best. And thank you very, very much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to People Who Perform, the Real Estate Careers podcast brought to you by Highview Partners, a talent search and recruitment firm focused exclusively on Canadian real estate. If your real estate team is looking to find the best next hire, or if you're ready to make the best next move in your career, then reach out to Highview Partners today. Follow us on LinkedIn and visit us at highviewpartners.ca.